But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Veeps. And I'm your co-host, Medusa. And today we have a very special guest, brand new to the show, but not brand new to us. We have Avery. Hello. (laughs) Avery has a really interesting perspective on something that a lot of us are seeing a lot on Facebook, I think, these days. She is a new mom. Um, So how old is your son? He is almost 10 months. Oh, wow. Yeah, not even a year old. I know, and but it's seriously so fast. <laughs> the cutest thing ever. I'm not even kidding. Thank you. Um, but before we launch into kind of what new parenthood is like for you, which I think you have a really fun perspective on, <laughs> um, I do want to kind of introduce you a little bit and talk about how we know you um, and how you ended up on YDKM. Yeah. So originally, uh, we all, all three of us, actually met each other by doing theater at the college we went to, and we were all on one show together. Um, but you guys were not actually super close at that time. No, we were not. Oh, not at all, actually. <laughs> not even a we little bit. We were acquaintances at best. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, We actually became very good friends later. Mm-hmm. Post-graduation, actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy how this, these things work out, because that we both worked in hospitality at the time, and that this is really how we ended up bonding, that she worked night audit, and I was working the... The night shift, which is essentially where all the action happens. I'm sure some of your listeners have heard a lot about <laughs> yeah. my job. Possibly On a little bit too much. Concierge. I can relate episode. so much to it. It's like my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but we... We, when it came down to it, we were bitching to each other on Facebook about our jobs. It was fantastic. I was like, oh, finally, somebody understands the hell I am going through. <laughs> and... That, as I've definitely mentioned on the show before, I'm a gigantic hobby slut. I'm constantly <laughs> picking up new things. And that one of my current kicks was a... Is the game still running? Um, dice Masters? Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, definitely. It's, Wait, it's got what a, is this? Dice Masters? Um, yeah. It's a, it's a little collectible game. Um, instead of cards, it has dice. Um, oh. Yeah. It's got superhero themes, but... So it's like a TCG, but with dice. It's got a real niche following... Think, I played it um, once and I lost terribly. It's a lot like Magic the Gathering, except uh, much less popular. Much less. Has a um, has a comic book theme, which is what dragged me in. Yeah. No, I can see that. And that um, it's not a bad game at all. It it's really good. Not, it is a good game. It does not have a player base at you all. You have to be, you have to have a certain mindset in order to play it. You have to mm-hmm. be a certain person to really get into it. And it's a lot of stuff. Like, it's a lot of just dice but so anyway, much, so much nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> I the, digress. The baby egg version of me was out <laughs> visiting a friend and decided to, on impulse, swing by a comic book store in the area and see if any of that was selling. And, and Medusa ran into um, someone who worked there who was my husband. And who is also, at the time, was very into Dice Masters. And this was his last day. Yes, it was his last oh, day at the comic book shop. He you guys was, had a meet cute. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. It was like <laughs> destiny, pretty much. And that he 
this detective motherfucker was <laughs> pretty much able to suss out immediately that I was a friend of his wife uh. and took a selfie with me which you know, yes. at the time i was pretty embarrassed about but um the point is he sent it to me and it was yes <laughs> this is everything now yeah. yeah so we started dragging medusa to game nights and ever since then it was just board games board games board games i mean that's how we bond with everybody <laughs> before we get too far off yes the rails coming here. back so I kind of want to know a little bit more of like your backstory, you know, leading up to becoming a mom, because I know it wasn't a planned thing. Oh, Lord. No, it was not. <laughs> but you did get married recently. So tell me a right. little bit about how you guys like met. Mm-hmm. What, what's the story behind you guys? Because you're oh, an interesting okay. couple, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, we were at the same college at the time, and it was a temporary situation for both of us, actually. I transferred about a year after that and it was probably his last semester there (laughs) um we met through a mutual friend i was kind of going through this time in my life where i felt very lonely i just started college it was my first semester so i was really pushing myself to like meet people and i was going to club like not like the club but i was going to like japan club like just trying really hard like where there's free pizza picking up a lot of extracurriculars i definitely did a whole lot of that i was trying so much of that because i went from having a good friend group in high school to having nobody mm-hmm. um so i uh met this guy he said hey my friend is having a party and i know you don't drink and there's not going to be alcohol there um, you should come. So I brought my brother and I brought my boyfriend at the time. And it was us three, the guy I was friends with, and my now husband, Tim. So <laughs> it was just us hanging out in his basement. <laughs> and then from there on, we just h- hung out very, like, very acquaintancy. Just yeah. he would come to parties that I threw. Um, and he was just always a really cool guy. He was into board games um, not so much as he is now but Mm. um and he was always somebody who was just really interesting to talk to and just really funny and he was just a really cool guy um we were friends for about a year and a half Mm -hmm. um and I went through a breakup and I was kind of like that's it I'm done like I I don't want to date anybody anymore um and I was set on that. I was like, I need to focus on me. And I think that's really what, like, opened myself up to, um, like, just being me. That was yeah. my focus. And uh, we had been talking just as friends. And uh, I had left my school books at home. I was intending to study. And he said, well, I live 15 minutes from the school. If you want to come by, we can hang out. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I went over and we hung out as friends. And then we hung out as friends the next week and the next week and the next week. And (laughs) hanging out with him was the most fun I ever had in my whole life. Um, That I had somebody that I could really, truly be myself around and who wanted to hang out with me, not for any sort of like agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Like he genuinely just like cares about people. And I could really feel that. Um, So we just started hanging out the rest of our lives, basically. (laughs) And it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me until you know we had our son but yeah other um, people can feel that just be by being in the same room <laughs> it's it's 
more endearing than it is infuriating, which is rare with <laughs> yeah, couples that like really love each other. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely dance because, that like, line though. <laughs> yeah, it's it made me because I like both these people so much. That yeah, <laughs> that always sucks when you're like. You love, like, you can tell that they, they love each other a lot, but you only like your friend and you don't really like the significant yes. other. Oh and you're like, I yes. get it. Like, you guys are great together, but I just still don't like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally get that. You know, or just, like, don't click. Maybe not actively dislike, but you, like, don't click with Is them. Is there a the word for way? something that's, like, really petty but extremely relatable? Because I feel <laughs> there like there to needs be. to be. You need to make that word. I'm sure it exists in German. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Okay. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know, like, how you guys met. That's yeah. a really, that's a fucking awesome story. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Why can't I have that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think much of this actually exists. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure you guys were, like, yeah, the unicorns, the purple unicorns, if you will. I don't know. Sometimes it really does feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, given like, how, like, uh, it's a twist of fate that I'd be reunited with these people. It's true. It's, I think he may just have, like, a knack for that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perhaps. I would not be surprised. Some people are just lucky. I think so. That's how I feel. I'm just like, how did this happen to me? Like, sometimes with my life, I'll, like, look at him and I'll look at where I'm is my child. I'm like, how is this my life? Like, <laughs> so It's too awesome. <laughs> that's actually one of the biggest reasons why I felt like you'd be such a great fit for this show because you're so like <laughs> self-aware at the same time where you're like, yeah, I'm not the person that was supposed to like necessarily fit this mold and here I am living this like picture-perfect life. You yeah. get married and you guys end up having a kid pretty soon after. Yeah. You're living like the traditional life as a right. very non-traditional person. <laughs> yeah. So I think the juxtaposition is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just from the outsider's perspective. Right. Well, the thing is, it was what I had always wanted. Really? Um, yeah. Like, absolutely. Okay. When I was young, I had always wanted to get married and have children. Yeah. Um. But then I really, I reached this point where I was like, okay, I know what I want to do for my career. That's really Mm -hmm. what I want to focus on. And that was really what I was focusing on, just getting through college and all the other stuff. I was like, I'll worry about that later. So having a child uh, was actually our five-year plan (laughs) that happened um, a year into our marriage. (laughs) So we were married a year. And um, I can tell you about how I got pregnant because (laughs) before this experience I thought unintended pregnancy is like oh it's because you're stupid like genuinely I thought it was like that's just what happened I think that's a common misconception yeah Yeah. like that's genuinely what I thought I was like well you obviously did something wrong (laughs) like you you weren't being safe you weren't right like you weren't taking I guess a better way to say it is, yeah, you weren't taking all of the right precautions that needed to be done. And I really did have that mentality beforehand. Um, But what happened was they say over time when you're using a birth control method, um, it becomes more unreliable as time goes on. Oh, Um, I didn't know that. Is that mm -hmm. true? It's just the method. So the method that you're using and relying on, is it like the longer that you use it, the less reliable it can become. Just because is that for, like maybe the pill or for oh, the it's pill, like an it's immunity like, response because that's not something well, that's really supposed to happen, right? It's well, more, um, it's more you not taking it as frequently, like the chance that mistakes are gonna occur. Oh, uh, because you get more like complacent, right? And, and that's and... what happened with me is I was on the pill and I had taken it for about two years, 
uh, just religiously. Yeah. And then I had noticed that I wasn't taking it as regularly as I was before. Yeah. And I told, you know, my husband, I was like, this is a problem. I need to fix it. He was like, okay, well, so I decided I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to you know, choose another option. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went to the doctor and he said, well, here's your other options. I said, okay, I want to do the depot shot, which Mm -hmm. is just an injection and you get it like once every 12 weeks. And I said, that sounds perfect. I don't have to take a pill. I took a pregnancy test. I got STD testing. Of course, no STDs. I wasn't pregnant. And he said, just wait for your period to come and then take the shot. My period never came. (laughs) I've heard this exact story, like, where they were like, oh, I was getting on birth control, waiting for my period, and and then it never never came. came. Yeah. That's what happened. It was was Mother's Day of 2015, and I just had a feeling. (laughs) We had gone to Subway a couple of days before, and we had to leave because the smell was just making me so sick. (laughs) I was like, I cannot deal with being in here. And Tim was like, I hope you're not pregnant. And inside, I was thinking, oh, shit. (laughs) You're like, I'm pregnant. I know I am. So I went and I had a test saved just in case because I'm, you know, a paranoid kind of person. And it said, wait for a minute for it to process. And I had never, of course, taken a one before where you like pee on a stick I, you know i never done it so i was like reading the instructions okay how do i do this what am i doing and it said wait a minute for it to set and it will tell you i was like okay well it was 15 seconds later i looked down and it said pregnant <laughs> and i went upstairs and woke up tim and i said i ruined our lives and i was oh. crying oh, and just no. i was heartbroken because i wasn't ready yeah. i was still in school he was working a retail job we were broke like yeah. it was not in the in the plan like we wanted kids eventually definitely but we we didn't think we were ready I'm so glad that it's, like, going well now, because <laughs> that must have been terrifying. It oh was. God, like, yeah. we went to the doctor, and, like, I wrote it, and the thing when you sign in, it's like, why are you here? I wrote, uh, I might be pregnant. That's what I wrote on the sheet. <laughs> and we paid $50 for them to tell us, oh, yes, you are indeed with child. Uh, good luck. And we were just kind of like, oh, no. So we went home, and we sat in the bathtub. We are like, okay, let's talk about what we're going to do. And it was very clear to us that this is our dream like this Mm -hmm. is what we wanted to do together and you can't you know just say oh well this is what I've always wanted but it's like four years too early you Mm -hmm. know forget that no we were just like okay we're gonna do this scared as hell but here we go (laughs) so (laughs) that is how I wound up pregnant. Jesus Christ, you guys have made that even romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Surprise pregnancy! <laughs> I'm like rooting for you even though you're right here and I know you it's know fine. Happens. <laughs> it's just... So keep going on this story because I okay. this is a whole timeline of events. Yeah. I live with being this endearing. <laughs> okay, but I want to know like pregnancy. Ugh. So if you're not ready for that ugh. and that happens to you, just ugh. <laughs> I I had the pregnancy from hell. Like if you think being just so at least there's a redeeming. Okay, guys, there was something unhappy in her life. We're okay. <laughs> Something went wrong for her. We found ourselves at a chili at like 1 a.m. once. It was <laughs> the chilies because we were hungry. 
You're just like, we're going to eat now. This is what we're doing. Okay, this well, who we are as back up. So, <laughs> so pregnancy. <Yes. laughs> Give me kind of the highlight reel here. Okay, so I was incredibly sick with my pregnancy. Um, some people have very, like, simple pregnancies where it's like, oh, this is great. I could do this forever. And some people have like, oh, it was tough, but you know, I made it through. Mine was, uh, I was hospitalized. What? And yeah. I didn't know this. Yes. I was hospitalized for severe dehydration. I lost 30 pounds. What? Yes. Um, I was constantly sick. I was barely eating. Um, yeah, because I, you were, and all of this was a symptom of like basically getting sick. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called hyperemesis gravidarum. It's, mm-hmm. um, or HG. It's an extreme sickness. Um, like think warning sickness and then times it by a million and that's what you have. Yikes. Um, how common is it? It is very rare. Mm. Um, I think it only occurs in like less than 2% of pregnancies, um, but it was it was hell on earth. It was seriously I I'm I am gonna get emotional talking about this. I felt like during my pregnancy I lost a lot of who I was as a person. That's how I mm-hmm. felt during it. I mm-hmm. couldn't um I couldn't shower on my own. I couldn't um button my shirt. <laughs> I had oh to get God. I had to get my husband to do all of that for me. I was just severely ill. I didn't want to do anything, of course, but I was still working hospitality. Um, I was working uh, as a night auditor, so I would sleep all day, and then I would wake up at 10 p.m. and get dressed, and, you know, Tim would have to help me get dressed, and then I would go to work, and I would spend most of the night in the bathroom puking, (laughs) and then, um, yeah, so then I would leave at 7 a.m., and I would go right back to sleep, and if I did decide to eat, uh, Tim would go get me whatever I wanted, and hopefully I would eat. Maybe. God. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was seriously the worst time of my life, uh, without a doubt. And I feel the- really bad about making a joke at this in the beginning. No, go for it. Like seriously, <laughs> like no, just but it's to like break the tension a no, little bit. No, but seriously, like it's something that like. I never imagined because when I found yeah. out I was pregnant, the only thing I was worried about was like, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. Like, how are we going to take care of a baby? And then at that point, I didn't even feel pregnant. I just felt like I was dying. So like, the only thing that kept me going were the times where we went to the doctor and I like saw that first ultrasound and I was Aww. like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, yeah. this is happening for a reason. Like, yeah. I'm really pregnant and it was, took so long for the reality to like actually hit me. Now, this is the first, like, 12 weeks. Like, after the first 12 weeks, like, I was fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was still hard, and it was just, like, an, like hmm. still not the best. And, I, honestly, I would never do it again. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what and done. Yeah, you can, from this alone, you can tell why I would yeah. never want to do it again. And is that something that would probably happen to you again if you got pregnant again? Yes. They say that it actually gets worse um, with subsequent pregnancies. Yeah. And my case was actually very, very mild. Some women have to have, um, it's uh, a pump of um, just anti-vomiting medicine. Um, I just had to take mine every day and it's uh, called Zofran and it's for um, chemotherapy patients. Uh, to suppress vomiting. I had to take it every day. If I didn't take it, I would be sick. <laughs> like, I would throw up probably about 15 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like your body's, like, allergic to, to pregnancy. pregnancy. Yep. Like, that's crazy. Yep, that's Appreciate exactly your mothers, everybody. <laughs> seriously. Like, it was seriously just 
So insane <laughs> question. Like, I mean, I know taking any kind of medication when you're pregnant as well, like comes with its own yes. set of risks and yeah. like things that you have to consider. Like, were there any like fears with that with like taking Z- Zofran or was Oh, definitely. It just, like- There's actually like a lawsuit that's like just come out where people are like suing for like birth defects, like cleft lip and stuff. Um, for me, it was worth the risk. Yeah. Hands down. It was worth it. Um, you may not have survived. If, right. Yeah. Like, I seriously, it was it was worth it for me. And for, you know, other people, that might be different for them. But for me, it was what needed to happen. It was the only way I could keep I mean, because if you're not getting nutrients, it's it's mm-hmm. bad for the baby, too. So mm-hmm. if you can't keep, you mm-hmm. can't stop throwing up all Definitely. day, like, that yeah. can't be good for yeah. either, right? And women have been taking it for years without problems. And I, you know, I, you know weighed the pros and cons and I was like yeah this is definitely what I need <laughs> so. no I mean like I think that alone right there is like parenthood right it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being a woman in modern society you have to make so many of these decisions and Ugh. people tend to idealize this and like they have everybody has an opinion right yes so, oh my gosh like I know you probably got a lot of this like oh just drink ginger tea and yes like, oh, yeah no. in the HG community it's called being crackered when <laughs> they're like <laughs> <laughs> That is such a good term for that sort of thing, yes, though. Yes, it is. It's it's like, have a cracker, you'll be okay. Like, drink some tea, you'll be fine. That yeah. is legitimately, like... Because people just don't understand. Yeah. People do that for, like, mental illness all the time, and yeah. that's such an yep. amazing term for mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And there, it's like a whole community, and after it's over with, because the only cure is finishing your pregnancy, Yeah. Um, it's seriously like a whole community where it's like you have people who understand and that was really what got me through it is like oh i'm not alone like this has happened yeah. to other women too um oh my goodness but yeah like people especially with parenting they're just gonna have so many opinions about what you should and shouldn't do <laughs> so i actually um i was back before I, mo- I was moving out of this place and i was interviewing potential roommates to replace me and one of the women that i came across who also would be an interesting guest for the show she was a PhD student who was doing research on what she called the Mommy Wars. And it's mm. actually like a Facebook group like exists called Mommy Wars. And yeah. it's like these women fighting about motherhood who most of them are not even mothers. Yes. You know, and it's and it's just the idea that like you're never you're, like somebody always knows better yes. on how to be a mother than like the parent themselves. Yeah. Um, and so this phenomenon that you're talking about, like, it's huge. It yes. is rampant, right? Definitely. So, you're always going to get people who, like, make you feel bad for choices that you make. Yeah. But no two parents are alike. Like, even... No two babies are alike. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can have a difficult baby. Like, yes. you can have a really easy baby. Yes. So, if you're asleep through the night, you're lucky. Like, yeah. you know? It's kind of a, like... There's a lot of hubris that goes into thinking that you have the best way to raise a child. Right. Because... Mm-hmm no people are the same at all because holy shit like and they tell you that oh you'll just know what to do with your kid like you just use your instincts hell the the first month i had no idea what i was doing like i was googling (laughs) everything i was like he's rolling over like in his sleep like is that normal like (laughs) 
oh my gosh like every single thing he has splotches on his skin is that normal like yeah holy crap and you obsess over dumb things like what color is his poop you know because it's I mean, like, I can imagine that's a big indicator. Because you have no idea, like anything else, they can't tell you what's yeah. wrong. And if they're crying, it's just like guesswork. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have to fart. You never know. <laughs> you really don't. And sometimes you won't ever find out. And Wait, is that legitimately one? Like gas? Yeah. 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 Some babies have bad gas. If it's like you can have like bad, like a lot of times they might be like lactose intolerant or something Mm -hmm. early on and they'll have like really, really bad gas. And like I've I've heard situations like that where they're like, we're crying. We don't know why. And they'll turn out to be lactose intolerant or like allergic to breast milk. Oh, no. As a baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you even do in that situation? Well, I actually my mom had to deal with that when I was a baby. She had to put me on special formula. It was the only thing I could like, oh, so digest. Oh, they make a thing. Yes, they make a thing. Okay. They will find something really for the baby. For <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, no, the baby doesn't die if it doesn't get milk. <laughs> there are other options. <laughs> find a way to make it work. But here I kind of want, this is your opportunity to shit talk all of the people mm. who knew better than you. Mm. <laughs> here we go. All right. I am going to talk about my son's penis. Here we go. <laughs> i think that's the quote that's the episode title (laughs) you should um so before we even found out we were having a boy uh well we knew we were having a baby we didn't know what and we called it worm because (laughs) because on the way to finding out if i was pregnant or not tim was like well you know, it looks like a bean right now. I'm like, no, it's like more like a worm. So then it stuck. <laughs> so like to this day, he is still the worm. Um, but before we even found out if worm was a boy or a girl, we had talked about circumcision. Um, and I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, we live in America. Like, that's just the cultural norm. Heck yeah, we're going to do it. Like, there's no like, there's no question. Mm-hmm. My husband was like, uh, no, we're not doing it at all. And here's why. Oh, my God. Yeah. I and we didn't even think about this. Yeah. Being... Like, we never, like, everything we talked about parenting, like, we were always, like, eye to eye on everything. And with this, he was like, no, absolutely not. And here's why I feel this way. And I was like, whoa, holy crap. Like, I didn't even think about this. So I did research on my own. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, of course. Like, he always is. He's right. You know, like, this is definitely. I've, I have heard yeah. that men who are not can rip the skin like during activities oh yikes like at the base that and in fact i've like i anecdotally have heard like many stories of like women discourse on this i thought i broke it (laughs) (laughs) and that's actually a lot of that is myth um yeah there's a lot of stuff in our culture that is very like um, I mean I know for a fact that two of them were saying that like they were like traumatized a little bit for the experience they were like holy shit this actually happened he had to get stitches in his dick I mean the tradition, it was a big deal the tradition kind of came before, but I can see that it's probably not as rampant as like yeah it sort of happened before we had the degree of cleanliness that we do yeah. in society yes. now so it's probably not as much of a necessity the yeah. number one reason why uh was living in the desert it was mm. a need um, mm. to really just protect yourself um, from infection. But now, in the modern day world, that's not really an issue. And we yeah. didn't really have religious reasons or anything yeah. why. So That's um, such a personal thing. Yeah. Right. It really is. And But we had talked about it. I did my own research. And I was like, you know what? I 100% support what my mm-hmm. husband has to say. Like, And I feel the same exact way um, after doing my own research. Um, so we were hanging out with my parents. And... 
somehow the discussion came up and I mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, he's not getting circumcised. And my parents were livid. They were furious. Why is that a thing to get angry? Yeah. Like, I had no idea that they would get so upset and so bent out of shape. (laughs) Yeah. People on the Internet get obsessed with this argument yeah i've seen it's a huge deal there's so much fucking discourse about this yeah and the thing is when it comes down to it it's actually pretty inconsequential yeah like it's not your penis so don't worry about if it is your penis then worry about it then do whatever the hell you want yeah yeah but you know and we were like oh and i was thinking this is the first decision like i've made as a parent and my parents don't approve like i was heartbroken like i was thinking already all i've just fucked up already like they've just you know they think i'm wrong or whatever and now they don't care at all which is (laughs) fantastic they are which just goes to show you how non-issue how much of a non-issue it was you know like it's the same as if he was circumcised like you just you clean it the same way it's seriously exactly the same um, so we went through that hurdle and I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is what we're doing. Um, and then after he was born, um, they ask you like, oh, do you want him circumcised? And we're like, no. I was like, oh, okay. You know, no big deal. Um, while he was in, uh, NICU, uh, the infant care unit, uh, the first week of his life, um, just for like adjusting to the world because yeah. he had never had to breathe on his own before. You know, that's a new thing. He never had to <laughs> swallow before. That's a new thing. So he was just ha- he just needed time to like adjust to everything. His breathing was they want it to be like thirty to forty breaths per minute. He was breathing like seventy to eighty. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So, so almost like anxiety. Yeah. Like he was just baby anxiety. Yeah. He was well, just new. I can imagine coming yeah. out of a womb and being yeah. like, fuck, I'm here. Is this common? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Um he was full term, so uh, we were very surprised that he was going to NICU because a lot of times it is for babies who are mm-hmm. born premature. Mm-hmm. Um, and compared to all the other babies, he was huge. Like, <laughs> he looked like he could eat all of them. Like, <laughs> that's my worm. That's my worm. <laughs> He's still a like little chubby baby. Too. He is He's chub. adorable. His like. 90% of his weight is in his cheeks. Yeah. He's like all cheeks. <laughs> yeah. He's fat. He's really not that fat anymore. He's getting skinny because now he's crawling and can like stand up with yeah. like push up and stand. He's oh. doing baby fitness. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to, you know, work on that fitness. Um, but so he was in NICU um, for the first week of his life and we actually had to go home. He was born on a Tuesday. Um... We had to go home that Thursday. So he was in the hospital a few days without us. Um, And then we finally got to bring him home. And the nurse who walked down with me, um, he was fussy. He was crying. She's like, oh, did he just get a circ? And I said, no, no, he didn't. Because in NICU, this was a question we had to answer all the time. Are you sure you don't want him circumcised? To yeah. which I said, yes, I'm sure. Like, I've already answered this question before. And she's like, oh, did he get a circ? I said, no, he didn't. And she said, oh, are you doing it outside at a private doctor? No, we're not doing it. And she said, oh, well, you really should. And she starts going into a tirade 
while she's bringing my son to the car about why he should get circumcised. The only thing she's supposed to do is <laughs> check on the car seat and make sure that the car seat is put in properly. But she decides to take it upon herself, unsolicited advice about <sighs> what I should do about my son's penis. So put him in the car seat and we I'm drive having, away i'm having a hard time imagining a more awkward situation oh honestly. i was so upset i was in the car and i was crying i was like what does she think she is like we're finally taking him home and i was so upset and tim was just like it's okay like just take a breath we're going home like he's cute like look how cute he is right there like he's yeah. having fun he's so happy like la 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 i'm like no i'm so mad and, you know eventually got over it and, and now it's, it's such like, a him response. Though. <laughs> it is. It really it is. That perfectly though. sums up his strategy, and it's so beautiful. Oh, it's <laughs> that is him in every single situation ever. He's like, oh, but look, it's it'll be fine. Oh, how can you be so chill about everything? He's yep. the most chill person ever. Yeah. But then we went to the pediatrician, and she didn't even mention his penis, and nobody mentions it ever now. And they won't until he becomes much older and he figures that stuff out. <laughs> and, you know, that's why just why like PP look different than other PP. Yeah. He and has a partner that's really rude to him about it. <laughs> well, that was like a conversation I was like genuinely concerned about before when uh, my husband was like, no, I don't I don't think we should do it. I was like, well, he's not going to look like all the other boys is what like, seriously, I went to all of those excuses because in my mind yeah. that's just the first thing I thought of and then over time when I did do my own research and I'm like oh it's not as common anymore as it used to be like mm -hmm. yeah. oh okay like it's exactly the same oh cleaning is exactly the same too wow who would have thought you know and I really learned and I educated myself and I made a decision I felt comfortable with now if somebody feels comfortable making a different decision than I did go you yeah. Do it. You do you. Like, don't let anybody tell you to do one. You're not going to mom explain them. Like, no, like not people at did all. To you. Like, everybody is so different. Like you said earlier, like all babies are different. Like, you got to make what, the choices that are best for you. When it comes down to it, this is a decision that like there's a lot of sound and fury, but it's not actually going to change his life very much at all. Yeah, when it comes yeah. down to it. Like, someday he might listen to this, and he's like, oh, man, you're talking about my dick, <laughs> you know? But, like, that's it. Like, it's, it's really... on the interwebs forever. <laughs> forever. Everyone will know all about your penis. A vintage podcast about his penis. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it'll be like when he's older? Like, will we have oh, podcasts? no, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> I'm already scared. Like? I'm scared, too. I don't know. It seems to be getting a resurgence, so who knows? Definitely. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't go away. <laughs> like, anytime <laughs> soon, at oh, least. Now there's going to be people discovering this in the future as, like, this is going this to be This is culture. A... Yeah. Yeah, um, this is primary source documentation. Can you tell I was a history minor? Holy shit. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a primary source, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new tagline for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. I'm a primary source, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love like it. it. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, oh man. Oh, so we got the, the bomb splainers out of the way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is now the official new term for it, mom splaining. So, okay, mm -hmm. birth. I think that's going to be another okay. big one, Yeah, right? we can totally talk about the birth. So my labor, 
I had a pretty much pain-free labor. What? Really? So uh, you paid your dues early on. Yes. Apparently. That is what I tell myself, like, going to bring a teeny tiny bit of religion. I think God gave me the pregnancy from hell and was like, here you go. Have a nice labor. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really the only thing I can, like, think of to describe it. Because was it just really fast or, like? No, it was 28 hours long. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So you can't, like, go to sleep during that. Like, when people have crazy-ass long labor, like... I did find a way to sleep, but like I said, my labor was very atypical. Um, yeah. I... TMI, I get very bad bladder infections, um, and my labor just felt like the worst bladder infection ever. Oh. Um, just a lot of, like, pressure and discomfort, and when I went to the hospital, they were convinced my water had broke. Um we figured out later that maybe it wasn't fully broken, um, but they thought my labor was going to progress really quickly, um, it, which it did not, obviously. But I had like <laughs> 28 little, hours later, <laughs> I had little to no pain and the nurses were kind of taken aback like by that because they could see my contractions on the screen. They like put you up to a monitor and they're able to see it. it's kind of like a heart rate monitor and they see like how intense they are. And I was having some pretty big ones um, and just not reacting at all like really and um maybe you're just like a badass maybe you have like a super tolerance to pain oh i did know i had a very high tolerance but um right before we went in they do what's called a cervical check where they see how far your vagina has gotten bigger (laughs) (laughs) dilated Dilated. yeah that's the proper word for it but yeah that's essentially what it is literally means yeah how far is your hoo-ha stretched yes Um, And they essentially they (laughs) stick their fingers up your vagina and see how large it's gotten. And um, it's a very scientific way to do that. Yes. And the lady who. (laughs) Oh, six fingers. (laughs) I just love the, like, you trying to do it. We both did the motion. It's fantastic. At the same time, too. You do like three fingers. Thankfully, it's only like one or two. But (laughs) I had this nurse do it who checked us in, and it was the most painful thing I'd ever experienced in my life. Um, And it scared him. And it scared me. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do labor. Like, there's no way. It's so painful. Like, that was just the worst ever. And then the rest of my labor, like, I was just comparing it to that the whole time. <laughs> like, genuinely. And it really? was like, yeah, it was like nothing. And they wanted me to get the epidural because um, they were like, you're just put it, you're putting on a brave face. We just feel like you'll need it, blah, blah, blah. And I was scared to get it because I always hear about women who get it. Get back, like, back problems and stuff. Like, Well, I always hear women who get it are in intense pain. And I was like, well, I don't want to do anything if I'm not really in pain. Yeah. And they were thinking, well, we think you should get it. Um, so I decided to do it. Um, and I held on to Tim the whole time. Well, and I think the anesthesiologist was like freaked out because he's like, why is she so freaked out? And why is this girl not in pain? You know, yeah. like, that was really my whole labor is it's them the looking at me like, what? the of the regular problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So usually they're like begging for it. And I was like, I'm scared. Like, this is, ah, I, I'm not hurting or anything. Ah. But they gave it to me. And then all the pressure and everything, I was feeling gone. So the majority of my labor, I colored, I talked to people, yeah, I listened to podcasts. You disconnected yourself from your bottom half. Yeah. So you were more than cognizant. Like, I was going to ask about that. You were just like, you were kind of chilling. Yeah, I really genuinely was. I was just 
I <laughs> was chilling. I bet all the mothers that are like listening to this right they now wanna are kill a me. little bit furious. They want to kill me. No, because before I had my labor, I felt that way when I heard about women say that. I'm like, they're full of shit. Like, it's going to be the worst <laughs> this thing has ever. This been a miserable pregnancy. I hate Fuck you. you. <laughs> no, but that's seriously how it was for me. And um, I didn't progress as quickly as they thought I was going to. And they really did rupture my water. Um, and then after they did that. Because your water usually doesn't break on your own. A lot of people don't know that. Um, usually they break it for you. Um, oh. And that's how you speed it later. I think it's only like... So TV like, just lies. Yeah, it's only like 3 or 4% of pregnancies where your water breaks like that. Um, it's pretty uncommon. Um, it's usually like a waiting game. Like sometimes women can't even really tell if they're in labor. Because it's like, is this it? Like, what is this? And that's why you have a lot of, like, false labor because you get, like, practice contractions or you get contractions like mine where I didn't feel like I was having a contraction. I just felt like I had to pee. (laughs) Yeah. Every few seconds. And then I started, like, timing it. And I was like, oh, I feel like I have to pee, like, every two and a half minutes. Like, maybe we should go to the hospital is how (laughs) that went down. Um. But I remember yeah. I asked my mom what labor was like when I was a little kid, and she was like, it's like pooping a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, then. And yeah. that was it. That was well, the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they have you push, and you're using the same kind of muscles, yeah. which is why, like, tearing happens and stuff, or, like, why you, like, poop during labor. Yeah. Or when you're pushing. I don't know if I did. Uh, too much was going on. But, um, <laughs> and I was just so ready to be done with it. My thought, literally, every time I was getting ready to push and I push, I thought, I got to get this fucker out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I thought the whole time. And I pushed for 45 minutes after my 28-hour labor. And he came out. And I saw him. And he looked exactly like me. Like, as a baby. Yeah. And... I felt instantly better. Like, like my HG was gone. And, like, I looked at him and I was like, that's it. I did it. I'm done. I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. My life is complete. My family's complete. My heart's complete. And um, it was awesome. <laughs> Aww. So. That's so sweet. It feels a little twilighty, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's a little, like... It's a little picturesque. Everything's wrapped up really nicely when it comes to it. And then there's, like, the really terrible pregnancy of, like, yeah. the vampire baby. And but, then, like... But there wasn't a werewolf that came in and, like, imprinted on my son and was like, you're oh, gonna be my no. lover when you grow up. Because <laughs> that's super creepy. This was a an extremely popular series. I know. I never read it. baby <sighs> looks at an adult and then they were like, we're gonna fuck later. That's disgusting. This happened in like 20 years. A popular young adult popular series. Popular Mormon young adult series. That too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultra religious as well. Don't understand. What the fuck were the 2000s? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. And then like and the fact Shades that I even know this was story. so popular. What? Like Fifty Shades of Grey was so popular. Like, <sighs> what? Everyone I know that's like in the BDSM community hates it I so much. It's so inaccurate. Like, it's just... Yeah. Wrong. No. <laughs> Just no. There's so much feelings involved in the real thing that, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine so. I just think that's sex in general, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, into but, what you're into, you're going to feel some way about it. 
I love that we went from talking about the birth of my glorious little child to <laughs> talk about BDSM. <laughs> that's very me. That's a very me direction for things to go in, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, what makes you such an interesting guest to talk about this particular topic. <laughs> so, well, we already talked about you'll know what to do, you'll know what to do. Yeah. But, I mean, you're only 10 months in right now, so I know you're still experiencing a lot of the, oh, shit, now what? Oh. Well, it's like... Um, the different things that you can't even imagine when you don't have a kid. Like, I had never changed a diaper before. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't expecting to get pregnant anytime soon. So I knew absolutely nothing about pregnancy. <laughs> I had never done any research on it. Yeah. Nothing. Um, and I went from knowing nothing to, like, I can change a diaper half asleep. Like, <laughs> no problem. One-handed. Yeah, like warming a bottle. (laughs) Yeah, like I can do so much. Like I can lift my child in one arm and like hold a pack and play, which is like a little playpen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No problem. Those things are difficult. I've had to do them for hotel guests occasionally. It's it is an ordeal. You can do that with one hand. Yeah. While holding him. 18 pounds of human. (laughs) Avery, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. Um, But, like, I can, like, install a car seat, no problem. Whereas before, I was like, how in the world am I going to do this? Like, what? how do people do this on the regular? Like, I had to, like, uh, have a crash course of that as a nanny. And I just, like, (laughs) had the child one day. And they were like, oh, here's the car seat. It's on the kitchen table. Take him to school. And I spent, like, 20 minutes trying to figure that shit out. And I was like, this is the weirdest car seat I've ever seen. (laughs) I, like, used them before. My little brothers were little. But they are like, that was, like you know, 15 years ago. Right. And I was like, holy shit, what is this contraption? <laughs> but it's like all these things that you don't even think about before. And yeah. then you realize, oh, God, I'm going to have to do that. Then you do it. No problem. It yeah. just becomes second nature. And you hear a lot like babies are so expensive. But it's just kind of like if you had a roommate, they didn't have a job and you needed to buy them some food so that they can live like you love your roommate. You want to take care of them. That's essentially what it feels like. Like, I'm never, I never have the feeling like, oh, man, I really want to just go buy myself a candy bar, but I have to go buy my baby some formula to survive. Ugh. <laughs> like, I never feel that way. Like, I never feel like I'm, like, wasting my money. You know, yeah. I'm keeping this really awesome human alive. Like, that's what matters. <laughs> Let's get an NBC sitcom. My roommate, the baby. And- <laughs> He's going to be voiced by, like, Randall Park or something. And, like, like, hey, give me some formula. Oh, my God. Yes. But, um, yeah, they just tell you, like, oh, don't. They tell you so many things when you're pregnant and then when you just have the baby. You're like, oh, don't follow people's advice. Or, oh, just take the advice you like, you know. There's so much. I say just listen to all of it, and yeah, th- what sounds good, do it, and what sounds like the worst idea ever, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty, that's pretty solid. That's but- one advantage of being here now, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that we have a wealth of information available to us at all times. Absolutely. Yeah. And that these are people that have obviously been through the thing, and you can tell if they're just, you know, shitty fucking parents. <laughs> so... There's no reason you shouldn't use that resource. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what people did before they were able to just do a Google search. Before you could go, okay, Google, what's wrong <laughs> with my baby? <laughs> so 
coming out of this on the other end, yes. <laughs> what is kind of, how has your perspective changed or what are the words of wisdom that you have to share at this point other than Google everything and then back? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the best advice Tim and I got was don't lose yourself. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot with parents. They kind of lose their sense of who they are and become so invested in their child. And I think you really need to have a strong sense of self. Um, and if you're in a, in a partnership, if you're parenting with somebody, have a strong relationship with each other because it's hard. Mm. Like before that, Tim and I never really thought about anything. And then that first month, two months, like we were having disagreements over the dumbest shit. <laughs> And, like, we knew it was dumb, but in that moment, like, you're so tired. Yeah. You're learning. You have this stranger living with you. Yeah. And you really need to take time for you, which Mm -hmm. some parents may, like, roll their eyes and go, ugh. You find a support system. Yeah. Even if you, like, have to pay them to be your support system, you find somebody because you can't do this alone. Yeah. Mm. Um, My mother-in-law is seriously everything to me, and she Mm. is just the reason why um, I feel like I've been able to, like, thrive as much um, as I have. Um, I actually got an infection, um right after I had worm Mm. um right after he was born I felt instantly better like I said and I went 110 percent back into life um three days after he was born I was at a concert like I was walking around I was moving stuff I was just living my life and I went too hard too fast and um I didn't heal properly So I was on bed rest and that was just the worst. And I had been trying to breastfeed, which Worm was like not having any of it because he's like, I want my milk now. Why are you making me wait? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So I had to, since I was still trying to breastfeed, I had to um, pump my breast milk with a breast pump and then dump my milk. And they wanted me to do it every time he ate. So it was like every three hours. And I'm like sick in bed and like don't have him with me. I, we stayed with my mother-in-law and she was taking care of him and they while they t- all took care of me. And I was like, I'm only two weeks in into being a mom and I'm not doing anything. And I just, you know, pity party on myself. But um, once we moved past that and I definitely felt more confident, um... I had that support system because without her, I, I couldn't have made it through that. Without my husband, mm-hmm. I couldn't have made it. And um, advice that Tim got from a friend was take a day for yourself, like plan with your spouse or whoever and um, have a night off. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. And that helped so much the first those first few months because yeah. when things were getting rough, if I was alone with Worm and... I was thinking, oh, my God, like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I was like, okay, tomorrow, like, I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm going to be able to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Um, And I could, like, hold on to that for a little while. But then I noticed, like, during that time, I would be missing him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, catch 22, of course. But take time for yourself. Don't lose who you are. Find the things that you enjoy. 
after having him, like, I found out that I was really into um, planning, like, my planner. I got a planner, and I said, I'm going to do this for myself. And before I hadn't really done that, I was always, like, doing things for other people. Yeah. Um, like, baking. Baking is a really big hobby of mine, but I usually, I do that pretty for... pretty killer at baking. Thanks. <laughs> I do that usually for, like, other people or, like, yeah. throwing parties. I, like, doing things for other people. But my planner was the one thing I was doing for me and myself, and that really helped me um just keep doing the things that I liked and be like oh this is who I am some perspective you know yeah you're like okay at the end of this week this is gonna happen and Mm -hmm. like you know you have some semblance of control and order and yeah I definitely when when you're always dealing with you never know what's gonna Mm -hmm. happen with a baby you know yes um so and for my husband it was video games board games um and then taking time for each other too so my mother-in-law would keep him so that we could have a date night together mm-hmm. and that's been invaluable mm-hmm. for our relationship and talking about things that are not just your baby like yeah. <laughs> you know talking about things that interest you or things that happen that day you know just keeping your relationship like something that's sacred and important yeah um is something we try to do and of course we're, we're not perfect but um, just making it a priority. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely, it's been very challenging, but it's been very rewarding. Mm. And it really... So, like, how like how has it changed in, like, a positive way? Yeah. Um, or your relationship and your life mm-hmm. and, like, how, like... I mean, obviously, you have a stranger living in your house that right. you love, you know? <laughs> but now he's not a stranger so much anymore. Now he's, like, he's got, like, this personality. I get yeah. to see this this person like just be so funny and lively and um you can be angry sometimes so angry so mad (laughs) um he's funny and he's a blessing and see i can't imagine my life without him yeah and the timing was actually perfect i was able to i graduated at eight months pregnant Mm. um through my my professors were just amazing and they worked with me and it was able to get done and I really feel like it gave my life more of a sense of direction because I focused less on the things that were frivolous and unimportant um and things that stressed me out I was able to really see okay what is valuable in my life um what can I cut out yeah (laughs) and put in the place things that are healthy Mm. are meaningful um, that I enjoy and it's just for me and him it's really given us like a just a different perspective on life and it's still we have moments where we're like oh there's there's someone in that other room now like <laughs> whereas before it was just the two of us and now it's three of us and yeah. we just go on so many adventures together like before but now it's like we have someone else to share that with yeah who's we're gonna watch grow up and that's just it's a really amazing experience and I feel very blessed and very humbled that I'm able to experience that yeah no I mean I think what I love about your story is that this wasn't planned and that this was like this is (laughs) like this is just adventure that was like sprung onto you and then you guys just were like okay we're doing this thing now (laughs) this is the thing that's happening (laughs) Mm -hmm. and at the end of it you're like I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, that to me is incredible. Like, it you truly guys... is amazing to see it in motion sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. 
Not like the actual labor, but. Well, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't there for that. Just hanging around like, hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Medusa's here. <laughs> so here comes Medusa. Medusa laugh track. Oh, my gosh. I would have loved that, though. <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting over a cold and I keep coughing. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I think we can wrap up this wonderful episode. So I'm your host, Beeps. I'm Medusa. And I'm Avery. And you don't know me. Hey guys, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to head over to our website. It's ydkmpodcast.com. We have more information about our guests from the show as well as some show notes. Also, feel free to follow us on social media. We are at ydkmpodcast on everything. As usual, the music in this episode is courtesy of bensound.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D.com. 